there, gorgeous listeners. Welcome back to Throwing Shade. Alan, what is up, my man? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Amazing. That is the signal that we are ready (laughs) to dive in and talk some demons. Uh, So we've been diving deep into origin stories, and we've got a whole other set to play with from I I understand. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. There are so many places that Shadim can come from, and it's super exciting. So uh, I understand we're going to hear a little bit from Rabbi Avraham Azulai. Right, also known as Chesed LaAvraham. Okay. Uh, because it comes from the Sefer that he wrote called Chesed LaAvraham. Right. Um, he was a Makubal, uh, very... A Kabbalist, yeah. a uh, mystic. Right. Yes. Um, uh, and Lived in Morocco from the end of 1500s, early 1600s. Awesome, thank yeah. you. That's helpful. And then he moved to Hebron, apparently. Right. All right. So one of the things he does that's very helpful is categorizes the places and, let's say, scenes, scenarios in which Shadim are created. Okay. Um, so uh, he does it in two places in, in, in uh, Chesed Avraham. The first place enumerates three basic places. One is those which were um, uh, created... When the Nachash, the snake, encountered Chava. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. <laughs> encountered with so many podcast air quotes. <laughs> okay. Um, two, Go on. Two. Um, when uh, Adam HaRishon was separated from Chava, from his wife, for right? the period of 130 years. Which we have years. touched on, yes. Um, and... Uh, by the way, the Chesed Avraham there also mentions that at the same time that Adam Harishon was creating these Shedim and Mazikin, Chava was also creating Shedim and Mazikin. We can go more into that in a later sure. episode, maybe. They were both busy. Excellent. Yes. Um, and then a third one was wh- wh- how Shedim create Shedim amongst themselves. They basically Great. have... Uh, you know, babies, shading right. babies. Right. Um, um, uh, a sort of sub point of that is that um, apparently Ashmedai has uh, a, 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 an underling shade who is an called, it's called Kapkuni or Kafkuni. Mm. And uh, he uh, is in charge of, you know, a certain type of shade as well, of, of, of giving birth to these kinds of shading. Shadim. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, so that's one That's one part. And another part of the Chesed Avraham, and this is where it goes into a little bit more depth, mm-hmm. he enumerates um, a bunch more. So for one thing, uh, he mentions, of course, the Shadim that were created in the first era of Shabbos, the twilight of the first yep. um, week Check. Um, before Shabbos. Excellent. Um and specify and the the thing where we, we mentioned in that in the in the first episode where we talked about um, the origin stories, mm-hmm. uh, the thing that Hashem was actually t- doing twice with Shabbos, He was actually bringing Shabbos in early right, so that right. they couldn't have a chance to have um, bodies. Yes, that's we we get that from the Chesed Avraham. Oh, right on. Yeah. Um, okay. Second point. Uh, there's such a thing that human men have sex with female shadim mm-hmm. and it creates babies. Okay. There's a third 
um, uh, I'm sorry, specifically Adam, but but then third is Chava with male shedim have babies. That their babies come from that. Mm-hmm. Shedim babies come from that. Um, uh, fourth is um, uh, like we already mentioned that they have um, babies amongst themselves. Shedim. Okay. Fifth is that. Uh, the um, the semen that comes from human beings that doesn't end up creating human babies, uh-huh. the shadim come and collect that and make shadim out of it. Okay. Um, number six. Waste not, want not. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Um, uh, number six is um, uh, the, they come from Nama, which we already mentioned in a previous episode, mm-hmm. the mother of the Shadim from Aza and Azael. Yeah. Um, number seven, um, they come from Agras Bas Machlas, we mm-hmm. also mentioned in, in a number of previous episodes. Um, number eight, they come from Machlas herself. Okay. Number nine, uh, they come from, uh, it says, uh, Bnei Lilis Harsha, from the evil Lilis. Mm-hmm. Um, number ten, they uh, they come from um, it says Hanola Nenaladim Adam Vekain Bezain Artsis from the seven lands Adam and Kain from the seven lands I guess when they were wandering hmm. um, they ended up having Shadim mm-hmm. uh, come from them and then finally um, that the souls of the evil departed. Which caused destruction mm. and, uh, you know, evil departed humans, I should say, uh-huh. which caused destruction and all kinds of bad stuff in the world. Um, they uh, are considered by the Chesed Avraham to be, I guess, a form of Shadim, hmm. but are not Shadim themselves. I, I think what he's mean, what he means is, is, is evil ghosts, basically. Yeah. Um, because he goes on to say um, that, first of all, they themselves do not have any offspring. Okay. Um, once they once they are departed, I guess, ah. and they also <laughs> that they do not associate with shading. Huh. Um, okay. So, hmm. so it's a lot. It's a, it's a whole bunch there. That is a super thorough listicle right there. It is. <laughs> that is highly shareable content. Okay, great. So, what does he do then with that with that list, or where does it go from there? Oh, um, so uh, this is all part of the Chazal Abraham's goal of actually a couple of things one is uh as i mentioned before he's a makubal he's -hmm. a mystic he's trying to understand things from that angle and then second of all i think it's important to note that he speaks about a lot of things as we learned um he speaks about a lot of things that other even makubalim won't speak about Mm -hmm. um so and then i guess a third thing would be that he's called all of these origins possibilities mm-hmm. from his vast knowledge like right. he's, he's 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 not making any of this up this is coming from right experience or from um like dave barry right <laughs> not making any of this up right or or more likely from other texts that he's learned sure and it was we've learned as well i mean a lot of these we've already covered mm-hmm. in our podcast even right but he's pulled them together in this highly digestible <laughs> <laughs> rabbinic listicle which the is buzzfeed like- of <laughs> 16th century demonology. Yeah. 
Totally make a trend. <laughs> okay. I love it. All right. We should take a break. Okay, so we've just wrapped up the highly clickbaity list of Rabbi Avraham Azulai um, of these various origin stories of demons and kind of half demons. Um, And there's lots of stuff that we've covered in there before and a few new things. But I think part of part of what stands out to me in this list is just like the level of agency, I guess, that the different characters have in this. There, there's a lot about like power and sexuality and mm-hmm. and all of this. And, um, you know, in some cases we've talked about this before that, um, you know, um, Eve, for instance, early in the list is sort of being seduced by by mm-hmm. this snake. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a mention in the list of like demons going around and just like collecting leftover semen to use to make them shading babies, mm-hmm. um, which is very like the the people, the humans involved in that have very little agency over that. Sure. Right. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm just I'm curious what themes you see coming out of that list and. If, you know, if this idea of just like power and agency comes out for you, too. Sure. I mean, um, definitely. I mean, even if you look at the items in the list that we just learned uh, that are, for example, about Shadim having their own shading among, amongst themselves like mm-hmm. there's there's nothing a human could do to stop you know two shading from getting it on right you know like um <laughs> that could lead to dancing <laughs> or whatever yeah um i hate that joke <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good every time though um, Ugh, it's always funny alan okay <laughs> another really interesting thing about the list is that you'll notice many of the things happened at a certain period in time, centuries and millennia ago, mm-hmm. and they happened, and that was the it. For example, that was it. For mm-hmm. example, uh, Hashem created the shading at twilight before the first Shabbos. That was the only time of that 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 that, that was the thing, <laughs> right? Um, then there's also like Adam and Chava and being separated from each other, and then there that wasn't the thing anymore, you know. But there are right. other so- things on the list. That could still be causes of shading being created today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you think the um, the rabbis are trying to do by making those into demon origin stories? By saying that you know these are the things that these are the things that humans are sort of complicit in that um, allow for the creation of shading. Well, I think right whether it's. Um, you know, something that happened a long time ago and that was it, or whether it's something that continues to be a possibility for the creation of shading today, the rabbis are saying, in my opinion, the same thing, which is Mm. you have to be very, very careful, Mm -hmm. very um, purposeful in our actions Uh and uh, very thoughtful. And and really uh, the word is kavana and that everything we have, everything we do Mm. should have intention and should have, more specifically, a holy intention geared towards yeah. the holiness of our creator. And then if, God forbid, the opposite, then bad things will come upon us. Yeah. 
I think that's true. I think that comes out of a lot of these shading stories that it really is about being intentional and mindful and sort of guarding yourself and your soul and um, doing it in these very particular ways. Um, and uh, I, th- I think it's interesting, the reading of that, especially with a character like Chava, like Eve, because actually, mm. um, you know, she's being positioned as she is in a lot of classical texts as sort of having been duped or seduced or right. um, overpowered in some way. And um, actually, one of the best Divrei Torah, one of the best like sermons that I've heard about, um, that I've heard on Bereshit, on Genesis, on this this chapter where Adam and Eve show up in the in the Torah, um, was a sort of progressive Orthodox kind of feminist interpretation that was putting Eve in a different position and suggesting that she saw this snake as a as the letter Vav. Mm, um, mm-hmm. like the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet that just like looks like a staff mm-hmm. um, and which, you know, in the context of Hebrew grammar can mean either and or but um, take that improv. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, and, and it positioned like, the the person giving this Devar Torah was suggesting that um, Eve had agency in that moment and that she chose to kind of take hold of that vav um, and be that and, and sort of associating femininity and and just womanhood in general with being the the one who brings things together, um, being the and, the connector, um, and also being the but, being the separator. Mm. Um, and, and that role kind of playing out in their life after the garden. Um, so, so it's interesting to see like the kind of the different, that, that more, I I hesitate to say traditional, but I'm not sure what else to say. Um, reading of Eve here where she doesn't have a whole lot of agency, um, over this, this snake seducing her. And then, and then she's put in this position where the rabbis are saying, oh, and then that led to the creation of all of these demons, which are things that we don't want, but you could potentially read that story of Eve and the, and the Nachash and the snake. Um, with a little bit more intention on her part. Um, but then I think you have to leave out the, and that creative de- created demons part of it for that story to, yeah, that um, reading to work. I, which I think is fair, actually. I think you can um, be somewhat selective about, about that. Sure. Um, I was going to say that I definitely appreciate your wanting to stick up for Eve. Right? Um, <laughs> I have kind of mixed up, feelings about Eve. I do want to stand up for her. I like desperately want her to be a good character. Right. So um, I, I am going to push back a little bit on your using of the term traditional. Yeah. Because no, that's that. It's, it is true. Inappropriate. No, no, no. I don't think it's inappropriate, actually. I yeah. think it's true. However, in the context, I think that Adam also gets a bad rap, just as bad as, as Chava. Okay. Um, and uh, traditionally, I'm saying, uh-huh. right? if we're going to use that word. Um, and so Equal opportunity bashing of the uh, <laughs> the first people who... Kind of screw up. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, and uh, it's sort of this, well, how could they possibly, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, you want to blame the Nachash, that only goes so far. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, th- these are human beings after all. Right. right. And right. I don't want to get into the, a whole larger discussion about predetermination and about, you know, Hashem putting the... <laughs> It's a das in there and whatever, like yeah, uh, right. Um, you know, God did 
have, make the whole garden and decide that the tree should be there and decide that the snake should be in the tree. But we're not talking about that. <laughs> There's, uh, yes, exactly. Okay, maybe we should stop there. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, I think it's I think it's really fascinating that he pulled all of these things oh, together. That it's probably that you know Rabbi Azulai is probably addressing things that other Kabbalists weren't touching. Um, and seeing that all kind of put together is really interesting. Yes, Alan. The the one thing I was gonna say that I didn't get to was about you sticking up for Chava that I appreciated. Was just I also want to put that in the context of what we're gonna talk about hopefully in the next episode and future episodes. Um, is the character of Lewis. Yeah, yeah. And for those of our listeners who are familiar, kind of, who are familiar with the whole Lewis origin story and everything, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, big cliffhanger, right? Right. (laughs) That's all. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, (laughs) hold on to your hats, folks. (laughs) It's a coming. Awesome. Thank you, Alan. Good stuff. Okay, so... We introduced a segment many, many episodes ago called Does a Demon, which is a hashtag that needs to happen. But (laughs) um, we haven't done it in a while and I really wanted to. And so, Alan, are you ready? Can I throw something at you? If you must. Okay, here we go. All right. So here's my Does a Demon. We are coming up on Hanukkah. And I know that we've talked Mm -hmm. about Hanukkah and demons before and poo-pooed that. Um, But what about Uh what? (laughs) See what I did there? Totally intentionally. Intention. Kavana. Look at that. It all (laughs) comes full circle. This all makes perfect sense. Everything we do here is scripted, folks. Okay, so um, so what about what about oil in particular, which is central to the menorah, central to making those latkes that you make so freaking crispy and awesome. Like what about oil? Uh Does oil demon? Does it demon oil? Does it demon colon oil question mark? Right. End of sentence. Um, so it possibly is the answer. It, it might. Okay. There's a chance. Um, if you want to strengthen your question, um, I would say, does it demon oil specifically? relating to candles or lights, you know, not candles like wax candles, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, lighting sure. with, with oil, which is how it's been done for most of history. Um, right. Instead of with wax candles. Um, so, uh, yeah, we find a couple of places where it, where shadim are involved. Um, one place, uh, sort of the most obvious place that I can think of is that a, woman in childbirth mm-hmm. one would light candles um uh on her behalf sort of uh, okay. and as a protective measure okay um, to ward off demons that might come her way in that time of vulnerability and transition sure um one of the one of the ideas being that light you know the the, the, mm. fl- the flames um you know pushes off the darkness and the forces of darkness right quote unquote forces or whatever um yeah yeah so then th- that's one thing but uh the, um another one that you and i have discussed many times actually comes from the mishnah um so uh it's a mishnah that gets read by a lot of Nusach ashkenaz jews ashkenazi um sort of central european uh uh non-hasidic jews yeah um and Eastern European too, but um, uh, 
uh, between uh, Kabbalah Shabbos and Mariv on, on Friday night, uh, they read a, p- a section of the Mishnah on Shabbos called Bameh Madlikim. And, um, okay, so in between <laughs> Kabbalat Shabbat, which is the, the service to welcome Shabbat, and there's lots of sing-song stuff. If you know the prayer L'chad Odi, then that's where that shows up. Between that service and Mariv, which is the evening prayer, there's a, there's a time where everybody is kind of silent and pretends to read Mishnah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> so what does it say Right. <laughs> so, that I never gloss over? Right. Yes. So, um, uh, well, it, it generally gives basic halachas of Shabbos. Mm-hmm. Um, and laws of Shabbat. Laws, yes. laws of, of Shabbat. And one of them uh, speaks about the prohibition to extinguish a flame on, right. sh- on Shabbat. Okay. Right? Yes. But, says the Mishnah, that one who, you know, one, one who, who is afraid of foreigners, outsiders, non-Jews, uh-huh. um, bandits, they're afraid of bandits, robbers, mm-hmm. something. Sure. Um, and then, then it says, Mipnei Ruach Ra'a. Ah. Um, Ruach, which we've talked about before as being a class of demons, right? Right. An evil spirit, a class of shadim. Um, uh, In that case, um, and then uh, in those cases, and then it goes on, there's more uh, somebody who is sick, um, uh, who is sleeping. Uh, um, In those cases, that person is, uh, it's okay for that person to. Exempt from that. Exempt. Thank you. Yeah. uh, according to the shot of the Mishnah, according so, to the simple reading of the right. Ra, yeah. So, so ruach ra'a here, as I mentioned, refers to a type of shade. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't see that in a lot of the translations for reasons which we've discussed. It's it's right. melancholia kind of sickness, or it's indeed um, you know uh, rationalism. Grr. Right. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So so basically, um, the idea is that here's a person who is who has lit the Shabbos candles, which at the time were the only candles we would one would have had in their home on Friday night lit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, if that's confusing, uh, think about it this way. You know that one can't light. The law says that one can't light a, a candle on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. So the only light one had in the home would be candlelight mm-hmm. so on the regular day of the week you could light it in the middle of the night if you wanted to mm-hmm. just to have some light and people often did sure but on shabbat you had to light the candles before shabbat came in no matter where they were in your house mm-hmm. those were your shabbos candles mm-hmm. so you if you had a if you had a if you were a rich person you had a big chandelier made of candles in your house mm-hmm. you lit those at the certain time you know 18 minutes before sunset every friday night yeah. Those are your Shabbos candles. Mm-hmm. Or if you had, you know, just a couple on your table, which most Jews did. Right. Those are your Shabbos candles. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you wanted to uh, extinguish those because you were afraid of, for example, bandits finding out that, that you were home and, you know, having them because you had the light on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to come in and do some harm to you or whatever. You could extinguish it. Right. So then that begs the question of. You can you can extinguish a light on Shabbos in these cases, and then it says you can. Ex- one of the examples is 
someone who's afraid of Ruach Ra, someone who's afraid of demons. Mm -hmm. But if you're afraid of demons, why would you want to put out the light? Great question. Wouldn't you want more light? Wouldn't you carry it with you everywhere (laughs) to keep this thing away? Great question. So um, there are instances where, you know, and I'm getting to the oil. Just a yes. second. Um, where <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> you you asked the does it demon question. What do you mean you don't care? <laughs> I'm um, just enjoying the exchange. So continue. Fine. So, right. So there are instances where if one needed to, for example, commune with Shadim mm. um, and needed light in order to do that, uh, that would be a reason to... Um, keep the light going and not Mm -hmm. only that but my point there is further strengthened actually by the mishnah which comes directly before the one that i just i just started learning Mm -hmm. um there's it's a strange thing that happens where um it describes an action where a person might hollow out an eggshell presumably before shabbos yeah fill it with oil Mm -hmm. and then balance it on the edge of the vessel containing the oil with the wick, the the lit wick, yeah, in order to keep the light going on Shabbos. I feel like I've seen this on Etsy or something. <laughs> it's just if it's a- on Etsy, that's awesome. If somebody can, <laughs> wouldn't it be? If, if any of or our like Think Geek, or somebody wants to make one of these, that'd oh, be man. pretty cool. Actually, a good it, listener challenge. Actually, the Mishnah talks about well, if somebody did it right then. Then it's one thing, but if it was made that way, uh-huh. you know, you could have like, you know, right. So what's the deal with this weird, or... with this weird like eggshell contraption? Why would somebody want to prolong light into Shabbos, right? Right. One reason might be to commune with Shadim. Huh. Um, it's not said, stated explicitly there in the Mishnah, but um, hmm. it's elsewhere. So you might want light on Shabbos, not just to read your copy of The New Yorker that you look forward to every <laughs> week, but also to commune with Shading. Shading, right. Shading. So, um, uh, sure. We also learned previously that Friday night happens to be one of the nights when Shading mm, are most. That's right. Uh, abundant. They're out and about. We'll say. Yeah. So. Fascinating. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Alan. Shade throwers, we have come to the end of our time together, and it's time for a good old action item. Alan, you got something for us this week? Uh, sure. <laughs> um, so I was thinking about intentionality mm. and mindfulness. Indeed. Um, and, uh, you know, the entire purpose of our creation in this world uh, is, uh, you know, Hashem created us for the purpose of raising up our mundane world into levels of higher and higher levels of holiness, right? Mm-hmm. We do that at least in part with uh, with uh, intentionality mm-hmm. and having holy things in mind when we're doing things that um, aren't necessarily holy. They're sort of neutral, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a action item to be, first of all, obviously avoid evil things. Um, <laughs> that's sort of the gist of <laughs> Pro the, tip. the yeah. podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> Broken. Um, but when one is doing something that has the potential to be either very holy or very unholy or is in and of itself neutral, Mm. we should have uh, holy intentions. Yeah. Hashem should bench us that all of our intentions should be um, uh, holy. Amen, amen. All right. 
Okay, everybody, for those listening to the the pod in real-ish time, have a very happy Hanukkah. We're getting started in just a couple of days. Um, be careful with your oil. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, second action item for you. That sounds great. Make an egg thing and sell it on Etsy. There's your third action item. If you do make an egg thing with oil. Oh, my God. Please take a picture and send it to thank us. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be so cool. Anyway, y'all are amazing. Um, go out and do great things. The world needs you. You're amazing. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening. This has been another edition of Throwing Shade. Better living through Jewish demonology. Catch y'all next time.